This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. California has released its new long-term climate plan to reach carbon neutrality by 2045. Last week, the California Air Resources Board outlined a series of aggressive goals for the state focused on clean energy, driving, carbon capture, and forestry. And after releasing the nearly 300-page document, state officials said they hoped the plan would provide inspiration for other parts of the country and the world. But state officials also acknowledge that some of those goals are potentially unreachable, and environmental groups have argued that the plan isn't doing enough. So today, we check in with Politico's Camille Von Canel about the main takeaways from California's new climate plan and how tensions between Greens and the state might play out. It's Tuesday, November 22nd. So Camille, California's Air Quality Agency came out with a plan last week for the state to reach carbon neutrality by 2045. That's a more aggressive target than anywhere in the country. So why are they going so big? Yeah, California has a track record of setting the most ambitious carbon emissions reduction goals in the country. And this goal of carbon neutrality by 2045 is actually sort of a recent state law that was passed this summer. Concretely, what it means is that this plan sets out a number of steps that California needs to take to reduce emissions 85% below 1990 levels by 2045. If California did do all these steps, which is not necessarily guaranteed, the result would be that the demand for liquid petroleum would fall by 94 percent by 2045 relative to today. So that's a significant reduction. Wow. And you report it's going to take a massive amount of, of more clean energy coming online, of course, to meet this target, particularly wind and solar. So what kind of progress has the state made already? And what are some of the hurdles to deploying more in the way that they need to? Yeah, what's interesting here is that not only does California want more renewable energy to replace fossil fuel powered electricity that it wants to take off the grid, but also California is still growing and transitioning to zero emission cars, for example, where will require a lot more electricity. So the demand for electricity is projected to double by 2045. So California will need roughly four times more wind and solar than it does today, which is a significant ramp up of development of renewable energy. It's faster than the current track that they're on. Some of the things that have already happened is the energy agency this summer required utilities to procure more renewable energy than ever before. So they're starting to ramp that up. But getting that procurement to actually become reality is difficult. There's been hurdles like supply chain issues, the economy whiplash. So there's these short-term problems that have slowed the development of renewable energy for the next few years. And then longer term, the, the size of this development is quite huge. So there will be new infrastructure that needs to be built, new transmission infrastructure, for example. And one of the things that has happened this summer is the energy agency also is reforming sort of the way that permitting works for these projects to speed through any local opposition. People know that there are hurdles still before them, and it's not guaranteed that everything will happen smoothly. Right. And we know California has passed rules phasing out sales of new fossil fuel powered cars by 2035, which is a key plank of this climate agenda. 
But now state officials are saying that that might not be sufficient when it comes to combating emissions from transportation. So what else are they calling for? Yeah, so there's a few things. So transportation is the biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions in California and the U.S. So a big chunk of those emissions come not just from cars, but from heavy duty vehicles. So pickups, semis, tractors, that sort of vehicle. And there's already been some rules in place to require sales of zero emissions, heavy duty vehicles. But now California's air agency is also working on a rule requiring fleet owners to actually purchase those zero emission vehicles. So that could deliver additional emissions reductions if it's feasible, which is it's not sure it's feasible. But even with all those rules, there will still be traditional fossil fuel powered vehicles on the road in 2045, old cars that people are still driving that will be totally legal to reduce more emissions from the transportation sector. California will have to reduce the number of miles that people drive by roughly a third is the current modeling. So unfortunately, California has never met its goals on reducing the number of miles people drive before. So that's kind of a difficult lifestyle change that will depend on local investments in public transit and bike infrastructure, walking infrastructure. So that's a big unknown. Right. And then transitioning to carbon capture. So Governor Gavin Newsom, he's embracing carbon capture as part of the state's plans. We know that's been particularly controversial in California. So how big of a role will that technology play here in California's climate plans? And how do you see kind of the tensions playing out as the state grows potentially more reliant on it? Yeah, so California's reliance on carbon capture will sort of depend on its success on reducing emissions in all these other sectors. But even if it does sort of the best case scenario, the modeling in this plan shows that there will still be residual emissions from not only old cars, we just talked about that, but also industries that are hard to eliminate pollution from, like cement. The role of carbon capture would be to eliminate these extra emissions. And carbon capture and this carbon neutrality goal have been tied together in California this year. The law that would require carbon neutrality by 2045 that was passed this summer was actually conditioned on the passage of a law that would speed the development of carbon capture projects while also putting guardrails around it. So this is the position of the Newsom administration that this carbon capture technology, which is still partly in development, is essential to taking California across the finishing line. But there's not a lot of projects out there and environmental justice advocates who are a powerful voice in California are upset because it would essentially allow industry to continue polluting where they are in disadvantaged neighborhoods while having this technology nearby. So that's a tension that I foresee only growing as more projects get in the development pipeline. Also, in a new draft publicly released on Monday, the Environmental Protection Agency floated significantly increasing the social cost of greenhouse gas emissions. EPA's draft includes ramping up the cost of carbon by 3.7 times its current value, while bumping it up to $300 per metric ton by 2050. The move comes as the Biden administration's interagency working group remains far behind in its efforts to overhaul how the U.S. calculates and enforces the current and future costs of emitting greenhouse gases. But it's setting the stage for a more aggressive approach that's drawing notice from Republicans. 
The spokesman for Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, the top Republican of the Environment and Public Works Committee, in a statement to Politico, accused the Biden administration of, quote, sidestepping congressional oversight by not responding to information requests and argued that a higher social cost of carbon would raise costs and further fuel inflation. Capito plans to use all available tools to ensure requests for transparency are met, the spokesman said. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.